This is The Sarah Swain Show, where we talk all things bold and courageous business and have big and free conversations with brave humans. Nothing is off the table here, so get ready to be moved, challenged, empowered, and propelled into action. All right, we're already fired up and we haven't even started this conversation. Anna Lozano is with me today and I'm kind of freaking out because I feel like I talk to you all the time, only we've never actually been face-to-face or digitally face-to-face before. So I'm I'm just so excited to have you. Welcome. I'm so excited. It's like we're besties on IG and <laughs> like, I just want to hug you. I know. I know. We're going to have to, one of us is going to have to cross the mountains eventually so we can yes. do a visit <laughs> or we'll just meet in the mountains somewhere, which would be it's great too. Yeah. Yes. Listen, I'm so excited to talk to you today. You are, are such a, an inspiration to me for a number of reasons. Um, you have the coolest business ever. And I love everything you stand for. I love your frequency. I love your vibe. I love your energy. So I want to share that with everybody who is listening today. So why don't you start by just um, letting the folks know, like, who are you? Where are you in the world? And tell us about your business. Yes. Such an honor to be here. Thank you so much. And um, I just love love how we're aligned on all the things. So this is an easy <laughs> conversation. I'm already feeling it. It's good. So I, <laughs> so I am Anna Lozano. I was uh, raised in London, Ontario, and really programmed to do, you know, the thing that most parents program us to do, get good grades, climb the corporate ladder, get your safe, secure plan, and then everything will be uh, blue skies and butterflies. <laughs> If if only, only, right. Sounds so good on paper. So I did that. I took those exact steps and then I arrived in corporate and I was like, what the fuck is this? It does not align with my soul and who I am. And I don't take, I don't take uh, direction from anybody, you know, weird. Me neither. (laughs) So then I was like, put my hands up and I said, universe, lead me. I am here. I am ready. I'm willing. Like, what am I here to do? What is my purpose? And interesting and interestingly enough, I stumbled on network marketing, which was my gateway into um, entrepreneurship. Yes. Today is my 12 year anniversary. I'm like, yes, this is the one thing I've been so consistent with in my life. Congrats. That's so exciting. It's so exciting. And I'm not active. I mean, I was active for the first five years and I still love and enjoy. And I mean, all the things, but I've been with one company and which has been such a true blessing because it totally changed my life. And so when I said, yes, like I asked, I put my hands up, I asked, and then the download came in. I received the nudge to say yes to this partnership. And, um, I treated it like a business from day one. And within two years, I was making a lot of money and I realized, oh, wow, like I'm actually a good entrepreneur. I can take something and create something out of it. And so Mm -hmm. that really was my, you know, my hook, my fuel. So officially an entrepreneur for 12 years and, um, you know, things started obviously shifting. That's just how us women roll. And so Mm -hmm. I, I, I got the nudge to start another company. And uh, this was when I was a mom of two very young kids. Actually, it was only my first daughter. And I looked at her and I said, you know, I've been in this personal development world since 2010. It's now six years later. Like, what if I raised you? What if we raised our kids, my business partner and I, with the foundation of affirmations, mindfulness, um, gratitude, consciousness? Like, what if this was the foundation as opposed to doing the unfucking when we're adults? We're like, what's the <laughs> programming? Like, Amen. What 
that's no longer serving me. And so we're like, no, no, this is the foundational. Like, let's use these tools. Let's use everything we know. And we launched our company, Love Powered Co. August 2017. And so that's been the focus over the last five years. And um, it's just been such an interesting journey because half of our company's life has been through, you know, the, the global pandemic. Yes. So it's taken a lot of pivots, a lot of, you know, intuition and trust and just knowing that things are always going to work out the way they're meant to for everyone's highest good. And so here we are, 2022. <laughs> bringing it on still freak. I love your story. So similar to my network marketing was my like gateway drug for entrepreneurship too. Oh, and that's what I always say. You know, if you're not sure if entrepreneurship is for you, test it out, yep. test it out with a company partner with them. Everything is absolutely done for you. Yeah. Somebody else yeah. deals with it. Yeah. Someone deals with absolutely everything. You're the marketing machine. So test it out. See if it's for you because it's not for everybody. That's the truth. Yeah. And that is the truth. And I, I'm glad that you said that. Cause I think a lot of people love the idea of entrepreneurship. <laughs> glamorous, eh? I laugh like a maniac for a reason. Um, I think it's, it, you know, when you're, when you're really in that arena, um, you realize that it's not for the faint of heart by any means, but man, is it worth it? Like when you, when you have entrepreneurship coursing through your blood, like, like you, you like anything else. I can't do anything else and go working for someone else. My head would fall off my shoulders. Like it's funny. Cause there's all these signs, right. And I'm sure you have them too. I, I come from the world of corporate myself and oddly enough, I mean, we could go into the whole other realm of things, but my last company I worked with was retail pharmacy for God's sake. Oh like, my gosh. So I know. I'm in for you. I know. So it's like, it's no wonder why that was the tipping point for me. I'm like, this doesn't feel good for me. So I left and I, I, I trusted myself to, to start doing something different. I'd already been in network marketing for a couple of years. So I, I had, I had built up some confidence. I'm like, Hey, like when I, you know, talk about something or show excitement for something, people really listen and people are interested in what I'm doing. So like, that's got to say something, uh, you know, and then you create something out of nothing, which is what entrepreneurs do. That's right. Um, that was your evidence. You're like, Hey, I'm pretty good at yeah, this, right? I'm yeah. good with it. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, there's always this, this little like breadcrumb of hints that like, I'm meant to be an entrepreneur. And in my corporate days, uh, almost every single boss that I had referred to me as unmanageable. <laughs> Almost every Best single one. Ever. Oh my I know. Gosh, you They're like, her. you are unmanageable because I, I needed space. I needed freedom. I needed autonomy to like make my own decisions and do things the way that I thought was the best way to do it. Um, and you know, I look back on that now. I'm like, Oh, I understand why I was like I that. God. Yeah. Like you, listen, you listen to those breadcrumbs. You listen to yes. those because my heart goes out too. So we did a human design. Um, I had a guest expert, a human design guest expert on my mastermind yesterday. Amazing. And she said, you know, 70% of the population are generators or manifesting generators. Um, and the key element there is that you need to follow your life's purpose. Yep. And I was like thinking, shit, like imagine 70% of the world and how many are stuck in careers that don't fuel their souls or listening or, you know, just doing on autopilot every mm -hmm. single day. Yep. Like we need to listen to those nudges. Yes. And it's, I love human design. So I love that oh. you've like brought that into your mastermind because human design came to me and I think it was 2020. Mm -hmm. very good timing yes. um, oh, because it, 
it was like, it was like another level of my own understanding of myself. And once I understood my, my human design, I'm a manifesting generator. And it just allowed me to give like a deeper sense of permission to myself to like step into those things that society often deems as being irresponsible, reckless, Mm -hmm. impulsive, um, you know, ever changing. Yeah. Flaky. Mm -hmm. Oh, I get that one a lot. Um, you know, changing often and, and doing different things, like all of those things, I put so much pressure on myself. I'm like, like, do I just have like a really terrible attention span? Do I not have emotional intelligence? Like what the hell's wrong with me? And it's just like, that's my makeup. But to your point, without understanding these things about ourselves, how many people are living those lives by default? Like you said, that is like a nightmare for me to think about, because if, you know, we're living in an era right now where it's obvious that there is a lot of programming that exists and a lot of uh, infiltration of belief systems, a lot of authoritative type figures really influencing uh, what we do, how we think, how we perceive the world, what we believe to be true, not true, et cetera, et cetera. And we're living in the extreme version of that right now. Mm-hmm. But when we think about prior to 2020, the defaults of the, you know, and the expectations, and this is just how you live your life. And this is, I always refer to it as this little assembly line where we're like, we're born and then we're just on this conveyor belt. Yeah. And there's these little checkpoints that we got to check off <laughs> in, in a certain order. Cause God forbid you buy a house before you're married. Like it's just such right? fuckery oh. when you think about it. And there's still so many people that are on that assembly line, but I don't believe they know that they are. And I think the ones that know that they are, those are the ones that go through those personal transformations, those awakenings, because you start to question everything in your life. For me, I was like 30. I'm like, how the shit did I end up in retail pharmacy what am I doing with my life? Like, why do I feel so shitty all the time? And it was just this, this like fire hose of, I got to start asking myself different questions here. How did I get here? Um, and those are the ones that, you know, we're like, okay, <laughs> this is painful, but I'm going to see if there's another way of doing things. And those are the yeah. ones that I think people like you and I were like, come with us. <laughs> we'll show you that there's there's a different way to live your life. But I feel so deeply for the people who are on this conveyor belt, just going with the motions and not understanding themselves, not understanding um, all of this beautiful stuff that you talk about so frequently, frequency, energy, how are you aligning yourselves? How do you know when something is lighting you up? How do you know when you're on the right path? How do you know when you're meeting the right people? So can you talk a little bit about what that process was like for you to all of us and be like, what do you mean tap into the frequency? You bunch of hippie wackos. Like, what does that even mean? And how can it help my life? I love that. I think, you know, it really just comes down to really tuning in Mm-hmm. And following like it, I mean, it sounds so woo, but like following the feels, like I remember so clearly stepping into my internship. So 
I went to the best business school in Canada called the Richard Ivy School of Business. And I arrived there and I was like, holy shit, I do not fit in here. Like that was my first. I'm like, I have spent so many years of my life working so hard to get to here, open the door of this business school. And I was like, I just, I was not a fit. Like I was the rebel of the Ivy school. Like every single cell of my being was just like, you don't fit in here, but it was what you were programmed to do. And I was a good student and I listened to my parents and I followed those steps. And so my first kind of rebellion was actually at business school because I had spent so many years working hard to get there. And so I remember so fascinating, like these things like clearly engraved, but these memories that, you know, um, so I would bartend till 3 a.m. In, mor- in the morning and then head to business school at 8 a.m. And I was like, I'm going to take all your money because all the kids that were at school, the students would go and waste their money at the bar. I would be working, taking their money, <laughs> going to school the next morning because I was like, no, I'm not going to spend the money. I'm going to make the money. And then, you know, I'm going to show up at school. And the brilliant thing was that worked in my favor was that participation was like 50% of the mark. So I'd be like, okay, I'm participating. Even if though I didn't read your hundreds of pages of cases, mm, I was like, mm. Fuck that. I'm not going to read that either. No, nope. so I would like read the first case study, like the first page of that 50 page case study and the last page. And then I'd get my participation. Like that's how I made it through business school was just leveraging the participation mark. And cause leveraging, <laughs> leveraging it. And then, so, okay. Graduated with average, which is actually what I intended to do. I was, okay. I'm just going to be average. So I got into the corporate marketing role that again, I was there. There's three options. You go to business school, you're becoming a, uh, a banker, you are becoming a consultant or you're going into marketing. So I went into CPG corporate marketing. I stepped foot into, um, a large CPG firm that I was going to market products that I would never, ever take. I would never consume. Uh-huh. I would never use. And I was like, oh gosh, here's the, the next nudge. Like I don't fit in here. And so I guess it comes down to, you know, how long are you willing to live in the discomfort, eventually becoming numb to it? Or are you going to consciously take new decisions, new choices, make new pivots. And it's okay to do so, right? Like I had invested a large part of my life for this trajectory of a career, but it was soul sucking. And I only lasted Uh two years. And so I've always been you know, kind of the rebel of the status quo, even though Uh like my environment and my parents conditioned me to go a certain route. If it didn't feel good, I looked for something else. Yeah. And so we have to follow because if not, then we just continue the operating on autopilot in the numbness of not feeling good. And is that really what life is all about? No. And the crazy part is, is that we label that as our comfort zone. But it's not, it doesn't feel good. No, and this is what I love to challenge people with. So if you're listening right now and you're thinking, oh, I know that I'm not on the right path and I want to take this big leap, but it's, it's scary, or I'm worried about the risks, or I'm worried how I'm going to feel. I want to challenge you to be really honest with yourself about how you feel right now. 
in this place that you have incorrectly labeled as your comfort zone. Cause I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you're not that comfortable right now. Mm-hmm. And what if, like, what if you take that step and it blows your fucking mind? Like it is just yes. way better than you could have ever thought because you don't know what's on the edge. You don't know what's inside the comfort zone. Cause you've never played with it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I talk a lot about like playing with your edges because every time we meet an edge, it gets uncomfortable. The fear of the doubt creeps in every single time we move past it. I don't know. It blows my mind. Because, Absolutely. Every right? time, every time. And those edges become easier to come up against because you understand them better. You understand your response to them for, for people that may be listening right now that don't understand what you mean by edge. Can you like explain that in simple terms to be like, what is, how do you know that you're up against your edge? What does that feel like for a person? Yeah. So just tying it back to comfort zones, right? Like what is that edge of your comfort zone? When do you start to feel discomfort where like, and, and like, Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm getting close to it. Right. (laughs) Like the next move that I make might be very uncomfortable. And a lot of people don't thrive off uncertainty, but that uncertainty holds the magic. It holds the power because every time you move past it, you grow and you grow. And then that's how, you know, like you said, it becomes easier, but we're also growing as humans. And we're, when we talk about transformation or we talk about, you know, those quantum leaps, well, the only way to experience those is with that full trust Mm -hmm. and believing that even though you're uncomfortable, you know, that when you go past it, you move past it, it's going to blow your mind. So I like to operate out of that trust factor. And listen, I wasn't, I wasn't always here. And Mm. we know the frequency of like fear and excitement, they're very similar feelings. Yes. Right. So if you're stuck in your fear, how can you shift and move towards excitement and like, let it pull you towards that edge, that, that point of your comfort zone that, you know, moving past it is going to change your life. There's so much truth in this. And you reminded me of, of someone, of something that someone said, and gosh, I I'm trying to figure out who the heck it was. I feel like it was one of our authors, but anyway, she said, just like what you said, fear and excitement or fear and anxiety internally feel very similar. So something that I do when I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling fearful I say, I'm so excited right now. Love it. And my body responds to it and it goes into that different frequency. And this even works too. If you're someone who, you know, wakes up with like 3 a.m. anxiety for whatever reason, tell yourself, I'm so excited right now because this, the internal feeling is very similar. And then all of a sudden, when you start having that dialogue of like, I'm excited right now, I can do this. I can get through this. I can go for this. Your anxiety is like, Oh, 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 okay. All right. (laughs) I guess we'll try this, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Let's do this. And you know, and I feel again, when we talk about the societal labels, Mm -hmm. right, these are, you know, if you talk about, I'm anxious, for too long, you're going to be medicated. And again, nothing wrong with medication, but what if it was a simple shift in language from I'm anxious to I'm excited? Like, look at that, just a simple, simple shift in language. And then it will transform everything in your life right now. And Mm -hmm. I talk a lot about awareness and it's getting to know yourself so deeply that 
you start to question things Mm -hmm. and the more you question, the more is revealed. And it's like, that is the process of of life. Like get off the conveyor belt. And again, we're not judging here. Like you do you, but just trust yourself enough to get off that conveyor belt and start doing the internal work. And I know that we like to think that it's this huge grand decision, but it simply comes down to awareness. You know, question everything, question your thoughts, question your language, the labeling, question those feelings, like question it all because we all deserve to live this most magical, magnificent life. Like, yes, yes. And we have one shot at it. Right. And this is where like, I'm like, yes, if, if you're not happy and you're not aligned with what you're doing, please, for the love of God, do whatever you need to do to find that sense of self-trust, to find that deeper understanding of yourself. We are, and I'm fascinated by watching other people's growth. I'm fascinated by observing my own growth. I'm like mind blown by how much I still discover about myself, no matter how much work I put in and, and curiosity, because I still question those things. It was like, where did that thought process come from? Or what's that little excuse that just came flying out of your mouth? That sounds like a whole lot of fear. Like what's that about? Where's that come from? Or the way that I'm responding to people around me, it's like, well, that was an interesting, you know, feeling you had around that person like what's that about Mm, and there's so much here for us but again we're not exactly well equipped for these things out of the gates right like this is not uh educational uh stuff that we're receiving as kids which is why I love that um you know love powered co is is this tool it's another tool for people to have and their tickle trunk of unlocking a super magical life for themselves. Mm. Um, and you have them for kids too, right? Like yeah, how amazing. Right. I think about this all the time. Cause there's so many parents these days that are just like switched on when it comes to raising their little ones to be conscious, to be aware, to be in tune with themselves, to build that, you know, confidence in, in trusting how they feel versus, you know, something that's being presented to them. I'm like, wow, like imagine how much of our timeline of what the fuck am I doing with my life? We could have shaved off (laughs) of our own journey. If we had have understood this stuff from, from a child age, Uh, I think a lot of us, like we wouldn't need much therapy. We wouldn't need as much life coaches. We wouldn't need as many business coaches. We wouldn't need as many mentors to be like, huh? Huh? Am I, am I on the right path? Like, what are we doing here? I wouldn't have 3000 books in my house trying to figure out why my brain works the way that it does. Like, it's just amazing that we're taught all of these very practical, pragmatic things on how to, you know, quote unquote, make it in the real world, whatever that is. But we realize this real world is, is such a human construct uh, of, of options that we fall into, not because we want to, but because that's what makes sense. How much happier do you think the world would be if more people were doing what they loved and more people were, you know, redefining what work meant to them or what 
livelihood, like generating a livelihood meant to them. Mm. What do you think that there would be felt like, right? Because that programming is going, is moving from one thing to the next, right? Mm -hmm. So, so the, the patriarchal age is really just about, you know, constant hustle, constant grind, constant goal achievement. But I know for myself, because I felt the shift is every time I chased something outside of me, a goal, uh, you know, yeah, a goal, a desire. Once I got there, I was already on to the next, like there was no celebrating what was accomplished and achieved. It was Uh on to the next. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, where is that joy and that, that fulfillment and, and, you know, of the journey of the process. So I do want to mention, because it ties in so beautifully, like there has been a planetary shift in frequency since 2012. And so I feel like so many of us have resisted it for so long. I resisted it like 2012, looking back, like I was building my network marketing business and there was no stopping me. Like I was in hustle mode. I was getting to the top of the company. And I remember my coach being like, and a heart led leadership heart. I'm like, yeah, heart led leadership, but also like winning number one. (laughs) Results, damn it. (laughs) Right. So, so, and I, and I see it so clearly and then it felt like I was, I reached a point where I was, those things were no longer working. Those strategies that used to work stopped working. Those systems that used to work stopped working. It started to feel, oh my gosh, suffocating. Mm -hmm. Even though I was an entrepreneur, you know, this was all by my own design. It was suffocating me. And so I had to, I was kind of like forced into, which is not the correct word, but into making shifts and changes. And so that is the frequency of the planet. So if you're feeling it now, 10 years later, heck, feel it now, but act yeah. on it now too, because yeah. we're all being called to this. There is a, yeah. like, we're being called to do things and, and feet, like, especially women, we have this gift of intuition, this gift of nurturing, this gift of community and connection. And mm-hmm. so this is the way we are meant to lead, lead ourselves, yeah. lead our communities, lead our families. And so, I mean, I feel very grateful and like proud of yeah. myself for finally getting here because I resisted yes. it for so long. And this is now my new norm and how I build everything else around me. That's outside of me. Business. You, ETC. you set such a beautiful example for this though. I mean, I think there's a lot of people out there who intellectually understand what it takes to be in business or become an entrepreneur uh, or to create a life by your own design. Uh, But the people who really embody what that actually means, which yes, as someone who uh, is largely driven in the masculine energy, um, having to (laughs) develop a better relationship with the feminine, for lack of a better way to put it, um, was like a total mind fuck for me because Uh, even though I always had this urge to just go completely rogue on what, and no matter what career I had, like I always had to be that person. Right. Um, the motivation that I received from very tangible things, very measurable things, I'm huge on results and goals and that hustle, right. That old way of doing and being, um, and, and to go through this, like 
unraveling because it literally took a destruction of who I thought I was uh, mm. and then putting myself back together. And then that's like a 10 second version of that whole experience. But um, and what year was that for you? Oh, gosh. I would say there was two stages. The biggest one, uh, 2017. Mine too. Was it really? Crazy. Yeah. And I, I resisted it for five years. Like I oh felt God. it in my body, but I was yep. like, no, no, this is what I know. Right. The, oh my gosh. the wounded masculine is what yes. I know. I don't know how to do anything differently. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's wild. Yeah. 2017 was, was the one. And then, uh, I would say end of 2020 was like another big old layer got ripped off. I'm like, Oh, hello self. <laughs> Hello. You know, I know, I do know, Hello. So remember, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, you look back on this now and, and you probably share the same experience of, you know, wow, I transformed my entire life mm -hmm. because I paid attention mm -hmm. and because I had the courage to do something about it. Uh, even though around every single corner, I had absolutely no idea how anything was going to turn out ever. I think there's this huge uh, illusion of safety when we think that we, okay, well, I'll do this if I know how it's going to turn out, or I'll do this if I can get some sort of guarantee that I'm going to be okay, or that I'm going to produce some sort of result, or that I'm going to see some level of success. And if we think about it, it's completely counterintuitive to what it means to trust yourself. Because to trust yourself means that even if shit does hit the fan, even if you do completely fuck everything up, you're still going to be okay Yes. because yes. you're going to lead yourself through it. That's right. That's right. And that's, and that's the leadership that we're being called to step into yep. and, and live from. And it's, again, comes down to that inner knowing, not dependent on anything mm -hmm. outside of us. And you're, and, and you nailed it. It is an illusion of safety mm -hmm. because really what is safety? And so I think leaning more into the uncertainty and then layering that on with the trust that, you know, this is what my human envisions is going to happen but yeah. it could completely go another way and be even better, right? Mm -hmm. Like I tap into that trust a lot because I know only what I know, mm -hmm. but there are truly infinite possibilities out there. Yep. And yep. are we allowing those to flow in? I mean, if we look at as everything as energy, we're energy and our thoughts and, you know, our feelings, our words are magnetizing and boomeranging back to us. Mm -hmm. then we truly are co-creators, right? And that's yeah. kind of that trust that I've reached the space of, of like living from this. And so mm -hmm. of course I still set goals. I love goal setting, yeah. but I no longer attach timelines to them. Because yes. what if the universe wants to blow my mind and deliver my goal tomorrow, but I set right. it as a 12 year goal. 12, and you're going to take, goal, right? you're going to stay committed to the 12 year plan instead of accepting that you can have it now. And that's, that's exactly what happens. We, we try to over plan. And I was that person, even when I first started my business, I'm like, here's my 12 month plan. And I break it down and I'm, here's Q1, here's Q2. And like bring in all the shit from my corporate days. Right. Yeah. I'm like, and then at one point I'm like, why do I, why do I feel so suffocated in my own business that I created. <laughs> That's right, right? It comes down like, to creating it. What? I'm we like, I made this. Yeah. Yeah. 
and it, you know, it, it's, it's those, again, you mentioned earlier about like paying attention to how you feel and then having the courage to say, all right, what the heck is that trying to teach me? Um, and I think that the whole spiritual connection to self, a lot more people are really starting to understand what that means and not dismiss it as woo, because I truly believe it is the ultimate life hack is to know yourself, understand what your intuition is trying to tell you, understand what your emotions are trying to tell you, and then develop that deep sense of self-trust. Um, I can't, it, it hurts my heart to think about how many people won't ever experience that because they're looking for that safety or they're looking for that guaranteed path and not realizing that the life that they're, they're choosing to stick with, even though they know it's not good for them, it doesn't feel good. It's not healthy. It's not conducive to their own growth. They'll stick with that because we've bought into it's less risky, but what is the measurement for risk? Is it, is it risk of bankruptcy or is it risk of losing yourself? And what's, I'd rather be bankrupt and have myself like, but if I had have known that in my early years going into my career, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have walked the path that I did. I mean, these are the things that you figure out about yourself after you've given yourself the opportunity. Right. But exactly. Or, and then sorry, and not, or trusting yourself that, you know, if the bankruptcy happens, you'll get out of it. You will be fine. That's what I said to my husband when I first started my business, because I had no idea what I was going to do. I just knew I wasn't going to work anymore. Like that, that was my, I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. He's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, (laughs) I was bringing in a healthy, healthy salary in the household. He's like, what? I'm like, I have an idea. He's like, "Mm -hmm." and how's that going to pay the mortgage? I'm like, I don't know, but I trust myself. Oh, and I, I was at Waco. Like I, even the the guy at the bank, he's like, you probably should have like waited for two years, like build your business while you're working. I'm like, I can't do that. I'm like, my energy is getting sucked dry by my job. I can't go there and destroy my, my soul for eight hours and then come home fired up about my business. Like I don't operate that way. I had to literally cut the cord and then go all in full-time entrepreneurship literally overnight. Yeah. I feel that's that what so I did. much because imagine like you would not have had that frequency that was needed to build the startup, you know, the business after spending eight hours with your soul being sucked out of I admire people that can yeah. I'm like wow like they're like all right it's work time maybe they've got kids they get the kids to bed it's eight o'clock and now they're working on their business till midnight I'm like bless you bless like you. that is amazing that you can do that I was not built that way <laughs> no, I totally feel that and I feel like if we you know if I look back at the product development with love powered it was what I, what we noticed, which was so fascinating is for us, you know, as the founders, the intention was to create tools so that our kids could be raised on this, everything we're talking about as their foundation. But what we realized not knowing, like we never planned for this was women, mothers, caregivers, grandmothers were attracted to the beauty of the product. Even if they've never touched a personal development tool, they loved They were attracted to the design, the beauty of it. And we know most women will purchase first for their kids before they purchase for themselves. So the tool was welcomed into their life through the kids, the intention for the kids. 
but they started transforming themselves with the tool, you know, first introduction to affirmations, first introduction to mindfulness. And I was like, we could have as founders, we could have never planned for that. We planned for what we knew, a tool for kids. So it's been so interesting to witness, like, however you enter this transformation in your life is perfect. And you have no idea what it's going to be like. Yeah, that's right. You have no, you you don't know the hardships you're going to face just the same way. You don't know the surprising successes that you're going to face. Like, just like what you described there, be like, wow, like we never could have predicted that or planned for it but that's how it unfolded. Imagine if you had to try to control every move in your business, instead of being open and and putting something out there, seeing how people respond to it, allowing yourself to be curious instead of controlling. Do you think that if you had have brought that like old Ivy league business school, corporate (laughs) hustle into your entrepreneurial journey, that you could have somehow fucked it up? Ah, trusting myself as the person that I am, I do trust I would have figured it out. Yeah. What would I have sacrificed? Yeah. You know, maybe motherhood. Like Mm -hmm. right now I work four hours a day and then I've made a conscious choice to be fully present with my kids, you know, phones off, maybe take some pictures here and there. So like what would have been sacrificed for me to achieve the success? Because I do believe I would have no matter what, because it's kind of my core. Um, But what would have that cost? And likely family, right? Like something's got to give, something's going to, to suffer. And so you know, that is something that is a non-negotiable. Um, I chose to be a mother in this lifetime and I'm choosing to do it consciously. I'm choosing yeah. to do it. You know, they are the future generation. I like, we like, thank goodness for the last two years, because the amount of times I say my, like question everything, what I say, what your teacher says, they go to a Waldorf little school, what she says, what, you know, your friends say, like, she'll come sometimes come back and like, Celine said this. And I was like, did you question it? Because what Celine says, it's like her little six-year-old friend is not the truth. You know, I, I like, I'm like this, I'm so passionate about, yes, we've got the mindfulness tools, but I still want her to question everything. Even if it comes from me, thank you the last two years for that engraving that so hard into my psyche. (laughs) So good. Oh my God. Your kids are so fortunate, Anna, to, to have that kind of dialogue in the home. Like that's life-changing stuff, like trajectory changing stuff for the kids. What do you think? I mean, obviously I know we're running short on time here, but one other question I have for you, just given the fact that, I mean, our world has just basically been lit on fire in the last two years for lack of a better way to put it or a polite way to put it, I should say, (laughs) um, How important do you think it is now for women to be trusting themselves to live and work differently, knowing what has been presented to us, knowing how uh, so many people have found themselves in places of dependence, uh, in places of, oh dear God, I'm screwed between, you know, maybe having to homeschool kids, schools being closed. Uh, maybe the partner in the relationship has lost their employment. Uh, like how, how critical do you think this, um, journey of connecting with yourself, understanding yourself, trusting yourself, trying new things, taking these perceived risks, 
is today versus even just 10 years ago? The most important, the most important, because I feel like what the last two years have taught us is we can't be dependent on Mm -hmm. anyone else. There's no one coming to save us. It is our journey. It is trusting ourselves that we are going to figure it out, that we are supported, you know, whatever your belief system is. Like, I do believe that our, there's forces outside of me working for me and I am here for a greater purpose. And I feel like now more than ever, it is time to step into whatever is nudging you, whatever is calling you, oh, following those souls, um, those souls nudges, those souls downloads, that intuition and knowing that there's people out there already doing it. So if you find evidence, like we are your evidence proof, like we're your community, you know, if you need that safety element, find someone who's doing and living and embodying what you desire for your life. But if you know that you've reached the end of the road and like, you cannot no longer do what you're currently doing, just take the leap. Like I promise you, we promise you that it will blow your mind. I promise. Yeah. Promise. Like the, like we just know, we know for you. So use our belief, you know, like hook onto our belief and our evidence. Like it's possible for you too. like, we're no different. We're just two women who just decided to trust themselves and chase their dreams. And it's possible for everybody. I just want everyone to follow those souls truths because we all deserve it. You know, we We do. And I truly believe that the majority of the world's problems would legitimately be solved if more people lived in alignment with what they're meant to do, what lights them up, what brings them joy, what pulls them out of these holes that are so responsible for dragging people down and causing conflict and causing wars and causing people to not develop solutions or seek solutions if we're all like vibing. And that doesn't mean that we're like toxic positivity. That means that we're so deeply in tune Mm -hmm. with ourselves and knowing that no matter what, we're going to figure this shit out. I've, I've run into countless issues in my businesses since I started (laughs) the pivoting in the last two years has been enough to make me throw up. I've spun around so many times. But it's like, you know what I love so much about Gary Vaynerchuk is that, is that he talks so much about buying what's, what's a sport team he wants to buy. I think it's the Jets, New Jersey Jets or something. Is that a team? I don't know. He talks about (laughs) buying the sports team all the time. And he knows that the joy in buying that sports team is happening right now, even though he doesn't own it because he's in the process. Yes. The joy of the journey, the joy of the journey. And it's like, it's so freaking true because he's that type of person. He's going to get, he'll buy the jets. We know he will. And he's going to be like, awesome. But that's not where his joy is going to come from. His joy is happening in the now with the businesses he's building and the revenue streams he's bringing in and the investors he's attracting and the things he's fucking up and failing at and the lessons he's learning and if more of us could embrace that, our yes. inner, inner Gary V, the inner <laughs> Gary V. Yeah. We got the swearing oh. down. So we're like halfway there. I love that. I do want to, before <laughs> we go touch on alignment for a second, cause I know it's a big buzzword. It's a big word in the coaching industry as well, but like yep. alignment is simply like, again, how does it feel in your body? It, mm-hmm. it all ties into awareness and feelings and emotions. And so for me, like alignment, when I'm out of alignment, so if you don't know what alignment feels like for you, check in with out of alignment. Like, 
out of alignment for me is an immediate chest pressure, upper, yep. like right here, upper chest pressure and upper back pressure. That is my body physically signaling you're out of alignment. Stop. Yep, yep. Do not make any decisions. Don't, you know, this is your stop, pause and go within question what's going on, you know, find the solution, get back into alignment and then keep on going. And so yeah. like figure out your out of alignment in alignment yeah. and also keep, you know, that's your, that's your indicator. Yes. That's you trusting yourself with yes. how you feel, how you feel right. And a huge thing. Um, just, just to wrap up on that point, human design, life-changing shit, go to mybodygraph.com, figure out your human design, just start diving in promise you, you can message me later and be like, what the fuck was that? Cause yeah, thank (laughs) you. The other thing that I, that completely helped me on my journey was the Enneagram and understanding, just like you're talking about your personal alignment, knowing what, uh, my personality is like, and, and how I respond when I'm in my like highest self state versus my stress state and the types Mm -hmm. of ways in which my personality can grow into this gnarly friggin' beast when I am not doing what I'm meant to be doing or not doing things that are aligned with me, I go into this other side of my personality and it feels very different. All of these are tools Mm -hmm. to help you. If you're, if you're someone who is thinking about making a move, even from one career into another, because the company values are juicier and more aligned with you, or you're looking to completely bounce from corporate, start your own jam. Um, or you're like, fuck it. I'm not working. I'm just going to play the stock markets for the rest of my life. Like whatever it is you're going to do. Uh, there's so much to be said about understanding how you tick. Uh, so I think that Anna, you're a living, breathing example of this. I love your energy. I know that people are probably going to be either lit up or exhausted after this episode. <laughs> I know I'm not everyone's cup of tea and I'm totally okay with it. Same girl, same, same. Where can people find you? What's the best place to connect? I love it. Well, IG's my jam. So underscore Anna Lozano on Instagram and our company is at Love Powered Co. And lovepoweredco.com is the website. I'm working on my website. I do things a little bit backwards in my life. So website coming oh, same. soon, right? Same. I'm going to see if I'm good at this coaching thing and then I'll invest in the website. I love it. See, perfect example. You're just going for it. Be like, well, let's just see what happens. If it works, I'll make myself a website. <laughs> That's right. and, it's, and it's flowing. Like I could not have predicted. So the website is coming. You're amazing. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Anna. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you need support to grow or start your business online, be sure to connect with me at www.businesswithsarah.com forward slash connect or send us an email at team at businesswithsarah.com. If you love this episode, be sure to share it with a friend and leave a five-star rating on your favorite platform to help me reach more listeners. Until our next chat, be courageous and take some action.